Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, Season 8, Episode 193. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Parekh. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. If you want to stay in touch with the people in your life and not be subject to social media, you can do that via email through Together Letters. Togetherletters.com. Stay in touch with the people you care about. Now, listen, in this episode, we're going to talk about space. I don't even want to, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to tell you anything else. We're going to talk about space and that's all you need to know. Now we're talking. Star Trek theme, right? I know. And that's what I'm talking about. That was great. Hopefully we didn't get in trouble for that much. Probably not. I'm not going to admit that. We'll we'll just assume that one or two of the notes was off key and therefore we're good to go. Well, that's very (laughs) generous because I'm sure all of the notes were off key. All right. So listen, we're going to dive in because this is like, I'm excited to get to some of these uh, articles. So first off, Microsoft admits to signing rootkit malware in supply chain fiasco. Listen, Sanjay. I I read this. I certainly understood the gist of it, but I'm going to need you to break it down for me. Give me the 15 second overview. What do we got to know about this? Uh, Basically, you should not trust the company that makes your operating system to do (laughs) the right thing. Is what it sounds like. (laughs) So it sounds like somebody that made this Trojan horse malware virus thing actually went through the proper process mm-hmm. for Microsoft to digitally sign it, cryptographically sign it. Yikes. And so that means they can distribute it and install it on machines. And there is no warning that, hey, you're about to install something that has not been approved by Microsoft because this has been approved by Microsoft. Because it's been approved by Microsoft. So it must be trustworthy. Yay. Yeah, so this is not great, right? Like you kind of expect big companies yeah. to be very careful, right? Like yeah. you expect Google to be careful and not just push you off onto malware sites. You right. expect, um, you know, Microsoft, Not you expect Apple not to install viruses on your own devices. Yeah. Um, this is this is not good. It doesn't seem like there's been a huge fallout from this. Um, that's because most people don't understand the title of the, uh, of the thing. yeah, that's really what it is. Yeah. So they're like rootkit. Yeah. What? You know? Yeah. So, so hopefully yeah. Microsoft issues some updates um, soon that will catch this and wipe it off of machines. If they have this installed, uh, this is also the reason you should always make sure that your hardware and software is up to date. Uh, and so you should check and make sure that those are, I actually, you know, it's funny. I actually have a process Um, once a month, I have a reminder that comes up that tells me like, Hey, I need to go check my firewall, my networking gear, and make sure that everything is up to date from a firmware standpoint. And I just go check it real quick. Takes all like five minutes Mm -hmm. and then make sure everything's good. And then I move on. I mean, most of those are set to automatically update, but I still check them just in case. What I heard you say is if I want to hack you, I need to do it on the 28th of the month. That's what I heard you say just now. I didn't say it was at the first of the month. I said it was (laughs) once a month. I was very clear to not say I was trying to bait you into telling me when you did it. (laughs) It's the 29th of February every year. 29th of February is when I do it. Uh, next up, uh, a couple of space stories. Bezos is taking Mercury's Mercury 13's Funk to space 60 years after training. That probably sounds like a funny thing, but Funk is actually the last name of a woman yep. who was trained, uh, Wally Funk. Uh, she was trained to be an astronaut mm-hmm. uh, some number of years ago. They had a program, the Mercury 13 Women a Woman in Space program, 
And she went through the, all the training, but never got to fly. Mm-hmm. And apparently, uh, I'd read, was it in this or something else? Um, oh, it was in the next article, so we'll talk about that again in a second. But um, it, she's been wanting to go to outer space. So yeah. uh, Bezos is giving the fourth seat. Uh, so if you remember from, I think, last week, we said Bezos and his brother are taking two seats. Yep. They auctioned off one seat for $28 million. That money yep. is going to go to charity. And then the fourth seat was open, and um, they picked her to go with them. That's really cool. I think that's yeah. a stand-up stand up, uh, deal right there. Like, yeah, that's, so, that's so good. a couple of comments, right? So first of all, I think she's, was is she 80 or 81? So she'll be the oldest person to go to space uh, in history, which is pretty amazing. Wow. Um, Really amazing that, I mean, you know, it, back in the 60s when she trained, it was a big deal for a woman to go to space. And, and then it got canceled and, you know, obviously kind of dashed dreams. There's a whole thing there, I'm sure. And now she gets that opportunity, you know, very late in life, which which is really cool. I mean, part of me wonders, and, and this is the cynical side, I'm just going to confess, like to what degree is Jeff Bezos a really stand up guy? And he's like, it's this very benevolent, kind gesture. And to what degree is this a PR stunt? Like, I, like I, I feel like it's probably 50, 50. Yeah. I, wa- I want to hope that it's only 50, 50 and not more PR than benevolent. I, mean, I will say, honestly, just the fact that he's on the flight, they don't need any more PR. So may- maybe it's right. maybe, I mean, maybe he didn't even need the PR, honestly. Or I was thinking, you know, in this article, it says that she has over, uh, she has almost 20,000 flying hours accrued. Mm. Uh, in her aviation career. I wonder if she's actually really there to be the backup pilot. Like if something goes wrong, like they all turn to her go like, okay, what do we do now? Fly this thing. And that's true. I, I like, I don't, we've not read anything about Jeff Bezos being a certified pilot for like, who is actually well, piloting this thing? Is it like self piloted? Yeah. I don't know. We're going to talk about the landing thing in, on the next article, I think, cause there's a big difference there between these the two. So let, let's move to the next article and then we'll circle back. So yeah. Uh, billionaires race to space. Virgin Galactic's Richard Branson now says he'll beat blue origins Bezos into space. And so what you need to know is that basically about what 10, nine days before Bezos is said to go to space, Richard Branson's like, Oh, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go first and he's going to go to space in his own spacecraft. Apparently they've had, they have had manned missions, I think for, for Virgin Galactic that I think they have had some manned missions versus where Bezos, this is the first manned mission, but, uh, but he's going to go up. And, And what's interesting to me as I read the articles is they take two very different approaches. So if, if I recall correctly, Virgin Galactic's spacecraft comes back into the atmosphere and flies like a plane and lands on a runway, sort of similar to the space shuttle versus uh, blue origin that actually comes down like in a pod, but they don't splash down in the ocean. They're going to land in the desert, which to me feels like a bad idea, but I mean, whatever, you know, do what you're going to do. So that's what, that was back to my point about, about pilots. Like, do they not need a pilot because they're just going up in a rocket and dropping back in a capsule? Right, like oh, is there maybe. not? Uh, but I not thought really they were. Uh, I thought Bezos's was. They're going to orbit as well, right? Oh, are they going to actually orbit? Versus I Branson's going to be up there for like three minutes, and that's it. I think uh, like Branson's whole thing is oh. real, 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 real short. Oh, versus okay. Bezos being is it, is it going to be a little I think longer? Bezos is. It's like eleven minutes, which I think is enough time to orbit at least once. Might be. I mean, it, it goes really fast up there. Like you, that, you, you orbit pretty quickly around. Um, at that level. Uh, so here's the callback to the previous story. Wally Funk, apparently she was uh, signed up to be uh, one of the people that flies on Virgin Galactic's plane as well. 
Oh, really? So, yeah. So it, it was buried in this in this story. Somewhere. So so what did Bezos like steal her? Like, hey, I know you're going to take this person to space, but I'm going to take her first. Is that is that the deal? Is that how it's going to go down? I, I yeah, I get. I, I yeah, I don't know what. So yeah, in the, in the article it says Virgin Galactic, which Branson founded in 2004, has some 600 people signed up for flights. One of them, Funk. Uh, and is expected to open sales around the time of Branson's flight. I'm expecting that um, she's now probably not going to be on the list because why would you pay for going up if you already got to go up for free? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you would ever do that. So yeah, and yeah. and the the company's charged previously, by the way, Virgin Galactic. In case you're thinking about going, uh, charged two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars to go up, although the price will uh, probably increase. Yeah, yeah, that feels about right. So yeah, they analysts have said it could be as much as $500,000. So, um, you need to start saving your pennies uh, yeah. to go to space is what I'm saying. Um, I mean, I could sell everything that I own and, and buy like a fraction of a flight. Would that work? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think you could send your pants then you, I don't think you get to go. Your, your pants get to that go. That feels like a bad idea, but I mean, you know, I need my pants. So yeah. as you might've heard, Sanjay and I have a new project called Together Letters. So this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. The idea is simple. Everyone has email. No one wants to log in to another thing, but everyone wants to stay connected. Together Letters uses email to create a collaborative newsletter, keeping groups better connected. Sign up today at togetherletters.com. Next up, we've got uh, Netflix's net neutrality logic loses ground in South Korea. Uh, wah, wah, this wah. is not good. This feels like a really slippery slope to me. Um, yep. I mean, I read the article and I'm like, that really doesn't make much sense to me at all. Like, that's like asking the water or, or I don't know, is it asking the water company to pay for the house pipes? I mean, is that is that the same analogy? I don't think it is, but it seems it feels similar. Yeah, uh, I don't think it is the same. Yeah, analogy. probably not. No. Here, here's here's what it is, though. Look, Netflix already pays for their bandwidth on their side to put the bits into the pipes. Yeah. Right? So they've already paid. So saying that, like, oh, we're fifteen percent of all internet traffic, so they should pay more. That's not the thing. The reason why they're fifteen percent is because people want those bits. Yeah, they're uh, downloading. They're asking them. for those bits, and and they paid for those bits to be delivered to them. Yeah. So. Saying that just because you're popular, now you need to pay more, that doesn't make much sense. You know, the reason why you have a business is because companies like Netflix exist. Therefore, people want to be on the internet to be able to get go to go get the things that companies like Netflix create and put right. on the internet. Yep. So your network is valuable because of people like Netflix yep. and doing like punitive things like this. Yeah, it's so, counterintuitive, right? Like so, you're basically saying like, I, I, I'm too popular uh, and I'm going to punish you for making me too popular. So we need to back up for a second though and, and talk about this ruling, right? So this ruling in uh, in Korea, in South Korea, was that Netflix is going to have to pay, it, it's what's the, the broadband provider, right? Because yeah. there's so much streaming of Netflix across the broadband provider, right? So, so now right. Netflix is not only paying to create the content, they're not only paying to host the content in the cloud so that it's accessible to users, but now they're being required to pay for the delivery of that content across networks that they have nothing to do with at all. And I think that's the point, right? That seems 
strategically yeah. crazy to us. And and mind you, like this is not something that South Korea is doing only against Netflix. There are no. other companies, yep. large companies that they are like this Korean portal giant na- neighbor, Naver, mm-hmm. um, that's paying uh, as well. I I think I think that's bad. Uh, yeah. personally, like, well, look, if you it, need to make money to pay for infrastructure improvements, like figure out a way to do that or but tax saying, them like, or whatever. Yeah. Yes. But saying like, whoever's the most popular, we're going to want them to pay more so that they become not profitable businesses. And then they go away as companies. And then we don't have that anymore. And people are unhappy. Well, and, like that, and how does that sense. scale, right? What's the threshold? Like, what about these tiny little software companies? Like, are they now going right. to have to pay for their delivery of their software across various countries? Like, that doesn't make any sense. They're not making any money. But, exactly. but if you're going to, if there's the same rule apply, and if it doesn't, at what point does the rule apply? At what, at what scale does it apply? Where does it kick in? Um, right. So there's just so many problems with this to me. And then does it create an opportunity for people to create loopholes of like, well, I'm just going to create 10 companies that all do the same thing and they're going to coordinate with each other, but none of them are going to be that big yeah. so that uh, we just yeah. bypass this. Like it's, it's nonsensical um, yeah. and, and there has to be a better way, right? Like mm. here in the U S the way we do uh, road improvements is by a gas tax, yeah. right? Right. So that works right now. Until vehicles don't use gas, mm, and then what are we going to do, right? Like then electricity you gotta, tax, right? And and maybe right uh, if you use more than X amount, yeah. Uh, but then what happens when people are start using solar panels and things like that? Yeah, they use the grid electricity. Like you got to think forward and figure out like how to pay. Like yeah. the gas tax totally made sense, right? Yep. The more gas you use, that means you got to be using the roads more. We'll just tax that, and we'll use that money to pay for roads. Okay, one for one made sense. Uh, this doesn't make sense. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of stuff that doesn't make sense, the broadband gaps, dirty secret, redlining still exists in digital form. So Sanjay, as you and I are both aware, having been through Leadership Atlanta and, and other things, redlining, just as a reminder to our audience, was a practice that the banks had uh, back in 40s and, and, and such, where essentially they would redline out districts where they would not give loans for properties in those areas and those districts tended to be poorer neighborhoods of color. And so it was a way of, uh, of really deprioritizing is the nicest way I can say it, but there's lots of other unkind ways to say it, but uh, <laughs> there, it was really ways of keeping other communities down. So that is now it's, it's continuing to happen. It's not happening as much, I would say in the mortgage space though. I think some might argue there are components of that, but that's not a subject for this particular podcast, but it is happening in the technical space. There are broadband gaps in these poor, impoverished areas that are predominantly uh, people of color. And it's a huge, huge problem. It tells the story of one uh, one family that moved into a public housing project in LA and could not get broadband. And so they're having to rely on their T-Mobile hotspot connection for their child to do virtual school and for them to do work. And that anybody that's ever tried that knows that's a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. It's not going to work. And it's certainly not a long-term solution. So yeah. what, what say you, Sanjay? I, yeah. I mean, exactly the same thing. And, and you know that, especially in the time that we've been in, in this last year and a half, it's only exacerbated that kind of mm-hmm. issue of yep. like, if you don't have access to technology, then the kids that are in those areas are getting a subpar education. That's right. Which only then further continues us down this path of That's people right. that um, are poor or impoverished, uh, then have poor education, yep. which we all know that poor education leads to poorer outcomes. Yes. And, you know, 
you might look at this and say like, well, that's their problem. That's not my problem. It is your problem. It is. Because if all of, all of society is not being lifted up, it's all holding us back, right? That's right. That's right. Indirectly affects you by somebody else not having the access and opportunity because they are not able to use their skills and their abilities to their fullest extent. Yeah. And that hurts all of us. That's right? right. Like, who knows if that kid that had to use the T-Mobile hotspot instead of having a proper educational experience, if they couldn't have been the one that, you know, cured cancer. Exactly. Uh, or That's or exactly solved right. the energy crisis or, you know, solve the water crisis that we're, we're uh, facing in a lot of places or solve climate change or solve whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like you, you just don't know like that. Yeah. That impact on society can come from anywhere. And yep. if we don't give those abilities for everybody to leverage and use those abilities to the best of their means, it hurts all of us. It hurts all of, of us. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm heartened by the fact that the current administration is, uh, putting in budget items for uh, pushing a lot more broadband. Maybe they can finally make a broadband not be 10 megabits per second. Cause I That'd think be great. in the last year and a half, we all know 10 megabits per second ain't going to do it. Nope. Um, 100 megabits, I'd say at, at a minimum and 250 is probably even better to say that that's yep. broadband. Yep. And, and maybe in the, in the coming years, we can start closing this gap more and more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For the benefit for everybody. So one one quote that I did want to mention from this article before we move on, uh, Microsoft, which tracks how quickly people downloaded software and security updates, estimates 120.4 million people. Let me just say that again. 120.4 million people or more than a third of the U.S. population don't use the Internet at broadband speeds. You heard that right. One third of the Internet is not being used at broadband speeds, which means that a third of our entire population are being held back in all yep. the ways that Sanjay just mentioned. So yep. listen, we're not an activist so, podcast. We'll let it we'll let it lie there. But I'm just saying this is something that needs to be on everybody's radar. So more than likely, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not in that one third. Yep. So just realize that, that there's a lot of people that don't get to listen to Tech Talk y'all. And That's and, it. That's it. I mean, if nothing else, they should get broadband because... Don't they, don't you want them to listen to this just like you can? I mean, come on. Uh, next up, we've got Twitter considering new features for tweeting only to friends under different personas and more. And I read this article and I love some of these features. Yeah. It is super smart. And I hope they build these. These are apparently only in kind of mock-ups yeah. that they're internal discussing, internally discussing. But like one of them, did you did you look through this? Like some of the features I, that they've got. I here? looked through the the friends feature. I don't. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe there's others that I missed though. What are the others? Yeah. So there's one down here um, that's basically like uh, facets, right? So like you could create a facet. Oh, yeah. For uh, your regular, and then one about your sporting sports tweeting, and then another one about like you know mountain biking, and then you could tweet based on that, and people could then say. Uh, I want to subscribe to Adam's uh, uh, sports stuff, but not okay. that mountain biking craziness. Yeah. So, so here's my question for you, Sanjay. What yeah. would your facets be? Uh, that's interesting. Uh, well, I mean, I think I don't know if I security. would have facets. Uh, security. security, security, technology startups. Okay. Uh, maybe investing. All right. Uh, and then uh, randomly listening to strangers at coffee shops uh, <laughs> and, and, and ridiculing them. I think that's. That's the, uh, that's a pretty popular subject uh, that yeah. I uh, seem to tweet yeah. about and people tend to love it. Yeah. And I'm sure there are a lot of people like, oh, just stop. 
Um, that's so, so yeah, good. That, okay. that would probably be. What, what, what about you? What, what are your facets? I mean, I, I would definitely have to do some technology. I'd have, definitely have to do some startup entrepreneur kind of stuff. I, I would definitely throw in like a, a, a big family facet, you know, like this is what it's like big to have family, a million yeah. kids, you know, um, I'm probably maybe, maybe <laughs> boating kids. Yeah. A million kids. Yeah. Um, maybe boating, you know, there's a guy you know, a in India boating, that just so. passed away that has 98 kids. Holy smokes. 34 wives, uh, 98 kids. Uh, there was a picture of them. Uh, yeah. Apparently that's not the biggest family. There's another one that has more. Yeah, that is he just passed I, away. I think you just completely blew my mind. So, uh, yeah, yeah that, those are. About, but the other thing about this article, too, is there like there there's this this exists, this concept of like, oh, I want to post and I want only my friends to see. But then sometimes I want to post and it's public. That's called Facebook. Um, it's also called LinkedIn. Like those are the like that's that kind of is their model. If you think about it, I mean, it's kind of a backward engineering of their model, but that is their model is yeah. it's this friends yeah. group, only your friends that you've accepted, see it. And then, you know, you can set things to public too. So, th- so whereas originally Facebook did not have a public facing side, it was only friends and same thing with LinkedIn and Twitter was like the only public facing side. Now they're almost reversing and like sort of coming to this equilibrium where they all have yeah. those different facets, which is kind of yeah. interesting. Well, I, I think facets is different than, than the friends thing. So they've got oh, a, for sure. a feature for sure. too for the friends where you tweet and it only goes to the group yeah. that you've set up. The facets is interesting to me because a lot of times I do follow people and mm-hmm. their usual stuff I like, and then they start talking about sports or something like that. And I'm like, dude, I totally don't, I don't care. care. Yeah. Get that out of my timeline. And then you have to make a decision of like, do I unfollow this person and miss their good stuff yeah. just because they're vomiting all this stuff I don't care about? Right, right, right. And yeah. and it, it for me, it ends up happening like around big sporting season times, mm. right? Like when yeah. football kicks off or baseball yeah. and then people start talking about that. I'm like, I don't- it loses don't, your interest. I don't really care. And and yeah. I, now I'm missing the stuff that I want to see because you're, you're blathering on about that. And I know a lot of you- care about that blather and I care about some blather related to sports too. Just not, not necessarily not that particular like, blather. All right. Well, speaking of other blather, uh, Robin hood files to go public. I mean, we all saw this happening. So they just paid a huge fine, a huge fine, $70 million for, 70. for all, for all the other, whatever, whatever stuff going on there. Um, and now they're going to file to go public and they're going to try to make a, a pretty big percentage of their shares in the IPO available to individual investors. Um, not that I would necessarily be one of them or you, but who knows, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they said uh, 35 to 40% or something like that Yeah, um, is going to be reserved. And I'm assuming that you have to be on their app to be able to access. Those oh, I'm sure. Shares. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So they'd filed a long time ago mm-hmm. and I think because of this fine, their filing had never gotten yeah. the public. Well, I think with IPO all filing. of the meme stock stuff, I think it got, it all got very delayed in all of it that got hammered craziness. A lot yeah. of scrutiny, a lot yeah. of scrutiny. But now um, they're going to go public. And honestly, I mean, I, I, I do still use Robin hood and it, and it is a great, okay. yeah, it's, and it's a great experience and it's, it's easy. It's fast. It does exactly what I need the way that I need it. It's just, it's just simple. Um, I'm not like yeah. some mega investor, but if I see a company that I go, Oh, that's interesting. I like that company. I like their product. I mean, why not buy some, some shares of stock? You know, it doesn't hurt anything, uh, to, especially to buy investing companies that you like and you see going well. So, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it good. could hurt something if you lose all your money, which, uh, you should never invest money that uh, you need for a living 
Mm. Um, that is some financial advice I'll give. Yeah, um, for sure. Don't ever invest in anything. Don't give um, the grocery money. Don't invest the yeah. grocery money. That's yeah, a that, terrible that idea. Is, that is yeah. a bad call. So bad anytime idea, you invest, yeah. um, you know, the best way to be surprised pleasantly at the end of it is to assume that that money no longer exists for you, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter if yeah. it's in stocks or in startups or in yeah. Bitcoin or in anything else, right? Yeah, so just if assume investing. it's gone. Assume yeah. it's gone, assume it's zero, and you're never going to get it back. I mean, in and Bitcoin, day, that's entirely possible. So that works out <laughs> fine. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Well, it's 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 also true in stocks and, and startups as well, right? I mean, they but more so well. in Bitcoin. Like, let's be real, right? Like, if you're going to lose Probably all your look, like, I'm going to go put a bunch of money in Bitcoin, and like the next day, it just tanks. Like, oh well, that's what happens. So yeah, yeah, those yeah. things happen. Yeah, it does. Uh, talking about things that are happening, uh, this is something that's happening that I think is kind of awesome. Uh, there is a new place, uh, in Atlanta, uh, that apparently is a headset free VR and virtual reality space. Yeah. And it has 3 billion, would yeah. be billion pixels. So, uh, I'd read about this earlier, yeah. um, and it was interesting, but they've actually just opened up. Yeah. So, yesterday. Uh, yeah. Yesterday when we were recording this, uh, three, four days ago, when you hear this, uh, it's called the Illuminarium. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a temporary thing. And so I, when I saw it, I was like, eh, I don't want to talk about it on Tech Talk, y'all, because uh, by the time we talk about it, it's probably going to be gone. Right. But it sounds like it's a maybe a permanent space. So they I think have, it is based on the investment that's gone into it. Yeah. Yeah. They have 50 Panasonic projectors. Yep. 4, 4K projectors. And apparently the pandemic was good for them because it gave them time to engineer all of this stuff. Yeah, because they had to read exactly right. They had to engineer a new lens for the projectors. So it'd be a short throw lens so they could push yeah. the projectors closer to the wall. Yeah, which is really fascinating. Yeah. So so just to just to make sure we're painting the picture here. So the con the concept here is it's 50 projectors and it's this fully immersive experience. So you step into this room and there are huge life-size projections in this round room all around you. So everywhere you look is video. It's literally like having on a VR headset on your face, except that it's, there's no VR headset involved at all, which is, yeah, there's no VR headset and there's haptic feedback in the floor. Yeah. Uh, which I don't totally understand what that means. Is the floor I get move it. Or I, my, my guess is so, so like on the video on the website, if you go there, you see like a kid in front of the screen and, and the kid's like looking at elephants, right? My guess uh -huh. is that when that elephant, like, like stomps, you feel feedback vibrations in the rumble. floor. So yeah. it's not the, it's not like a giant treadmill. Uh, I don't inside. think so. No, I think that, I think the floor vibrates or something. Cause what guess. I was hoping was, you remember that video from okay, go where they had the treadmills going back and forth and they, everything I was do. moving. Yes. So, that was, was so great. Like that. Yeah. That would have been kind of hoping like that. that no, not like that. you could walk no. around and no, and it's not, it's not like that, yeah. but, but this does look really neat. And the, and the concept here is that you can walk I mean, and it says on the website, you can walk off the Atlanta belt line and into the African Sahara, right. Or, or, or you know, whatever. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty cool. Right. And, and the videos are pretty, pretty neat. And apparently there's a, also a bar there and you can be like fully immersed in this bar experience as well. And they have like nighttime experiences with the stars. And so, I mean, it looks, it, it looks amazing and very expensive is what it looks like to me. So <laughs> it's like, Oh, there yeah. goes $400 for an, for an experience. That's what it feels like. I don't know how much it is, but yeah. it, just, it so feels they, they've, expensive. They've got their first uh, experience wild out now, and then mm -hmm. they're going to follow it up with spacewalk, Ooh, which that sounds amazing. That's tempting, right? Like, um, we, we, nobody's going to put us onto a, a spacecraft like Wally Funk, 
But nope. uh, maybe somebody will pay a hundred bucks for us to go do a spacewalk. And that'd be the uh, closest we're area. ever going to get in, to being into space. And I'm okay with that. So that's one place I'm not going to volunteer to, uh, to just, you know, go. <laughs> so that's great. Time for the Weird and Wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an axe <laughs> One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right, our first weird and wacky, and this is weird, wacky, and hilarious. Rapper Ludacris responds to VDOT, Fast and Furious Road Signs, and says, Virginia, I love you back. So you're, you're going to have to have a little context to really appreciate this. So Yeah, so uh, I, I did you see the original uh, I, post? I, I did not see the original post, no. So I, I saw this blowing up on Twitter, and okay. uh, I didn't tag it, but then when I saw this, I was like, oh, got to tag this. Yeah. So the original VDOT, uh, as fast uh, F nine, uh, the the newest Fast and Furious movie was coming out. They had signs all across the state, not just mm -hmm. in one place, all across the state that said "Driving Fast and Furious?" Question mark. That's ludicrous. Uh, ludicrous spelled like uh, Luda, who's you know from here in Atlanta. Yeah, and 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 what you have to also know if you're not a Fast and Furious fr franchise is that apparently Ludicrous was in the most recent Fast and Furious movie, right? Or yeah. was the most recent has he, one? Hasn't he been in more than one? I thought he Listen, was. Listen, I think we established on this show last week that I've never once seen a Fast and Furious movie. Neither have you. So neither of us would ever know. But yeah. but the point is, is that like this is this is good marketing, people. Like that, like that's that's what the, this is thoughtful, good messaging that ties in with a current event that lifts up people. And it even got, you know, Ludacris that has millions of social followers to say, hey. Thanks. Love you too, Virginia. Like that doesn't hurt Virginia. It's good for the state. This is great marketing. Thoughtful. Yeah. Really excellent. I, I, well, I think, um, and this was unintentional marketing by the, by the movie studios. Cause I don't think they did this. No, no, no. This was all Virginia, Virginia, Virginia doing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, Department and by the way, I, I pulled up, uh, IMDB Ludacris's page on there. At least he was in fast and furious six as well. So I think he's been okay. in a few of them. If not, got it. If not, maybe all of them, but, okay. um, I mean, this is exposure that you could not pay for like, no. uh, uh, good. Like, listen, cause how many times on this show have we talked about the state of Virginia? Like, right. Right. Never. Although, you know, honestly, I I'm a little disappointed that our own Georgia DOT did not do this because, you know, Luda's from here. That's that, right. And they probably know, shot some of the movies here. I would assume too. So, I mean, yeah, come on. they did. Like, I know the previous one, they, they, uh, filmed some stuff here. Uh, right off of Jimmy Carter and stuff. So uh, I'm imagining Man. that some of this was here. So yeah, yeah. Georgia DOT, like, you know, take a note. Come uh, on, G-Dot. Get your social game on point. Yeah, you got to get it. Uh, next up, we've got uh, in Weird and Wacky, a new report reveals how a former Microsoft employee stole $10 million in Xbox, Xbox gift cards. Oh my gosh. I mean, just, oh my gosh. Did you read this? I read part of it. Yeah. This oh is just my like, gosh. You want to give him a summary? He found this while doing his job and then didn't report it and then took advantage of it. Well, like, so, so part on, of his job man. was testing, right? So that's so, so number one. You've got somebody that's, that's testing for bugs as a job. I'm, I'm thinking you might want to keep a closer eye on them. And basically what he discovered is he could use these fake email addresses. And when he did this specific test, it would generate a gift card number that was a legit gift card number with a legit value, which of course it should not have been doing. So then he could take that gift card number and he could resell it on some back end market at 55% of its actual value. So it's, he'll, he'll take a, you know, 
a whatever $100 gift card and he'll sell it for $55 on this back market value and it works and everybody wins, except it's screwing Microsoft out of that money. And that you gotta know they're gonna realize this at some point. And so he yep. did that. He was trying to hide the money in part Bitcoin. He falsely reported to the IRS where a bunch of this income came from, said it was a gift of Bitcoin, blah, 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 blah. And now dude is in all kinds of trouble. He's been convicted of 18 federal felonies. Uh, and so he's going to be in jail, uh, slated for release in March of 2027, when he will face deportation back to Ukraine. Oh, man, that's just brutal. I, I hope you lived high on the hog there for the few months uh, with that money and enjoyed man. your time because now you're paying for it for the next. I'm telling you, it's not worth seven it. Plus it never years. is. It's never yeah. worth it. It's never worth it. It's crazy. Just crazy. All right, Sunday Tech Wreck time. Tim, what you got for me today? So I've, I found a little site that uh, I am really digging it, and it's called Kernel. K E R N dot A L <laughs> is the website. And uh, basically, there's a bunch of people that come up with ideas on this site, suggesting their ideas and letting other people comment back on them and say like, oh, I would use this. Oh, I would pay for this. Oh, I want to invest in this. Oh, I would build this. Uh, and so you could even throw out ideas that you've had that you're never going to want to build yourself, but you want somebody to do it. Mm. And maybe somebody will pick up the ball and run with it. So mm. um, it's pretty fun. I got, went on there and I posted about together letters and said that uh, building it. And, uh, you know, I tried to make sure it wasn't like just a, a pitch yeah, uh, I was trying to like say like, hey, this is what we're thinking and this is what we're working on and, and doing. And and at first I didn't have even links to it. And then the people running the site was like, no, no, put put links in and, and pictures. I And so once I got there all clear, I did that and uh, gotten some decent feedback. People yeah. saying like one person at least has already signed up and said, like, yeah, I would use this. This is this is great. I've got multiple, multiple uses of of together letters. Um, and we probably would have never found this person had it not been for a site like Colonel. So yeah, um, yeah. it's neat. I, I Like you probably have, I've got tons and tons of ideas that I've had all the time and there's no way I'm going to get them all done. So yeah. Well, I mean, you and I talk about and, ideas all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah. I have this idea and this idea and this idea. We, we should, can do it this way, this should, way, this we way. We should probably just do this while we're recording the podcast and we come up with these domain names. We should probably just post on Colonel so maybe somebody will pick it up and just there run with it and build it. We've, we've created more silly domain names on this show than I, I don't even know what to do with it. It's just remarkable. What so. do you mean silly? I, I mean, know. some of them are legit, but only about 10%, I would say. I think all the rest are just completely farcical, but fun. <laughs> it, it is. So uh, on that note, what do, what do you have for us, Adam? Well, I, the name is a little farcical. So I'm going to recommend a calendar app, and this is Mac only, so I apologize, Sanjay. But I'm going to recommend a calendar app called Fantastical. It's been the number one calendar app for iOS and, and iPhone and everything else for a long time. It's been in, in the App Store for a long time. And I've had friends recommend it to me many times, and I've always kind of shied away. And I'm like, no, I, you know, the the Apple the Apple calendar's fine. It's good enough and blah, blah, blah. And finally, I just got fed up with some of the issues of the Apple calendar, specifically one where they don't sync properly for some reason, or it'll stop syncing to my Microsoft calendar because I have to re-enter a password, but it never notifies me or whatever else. And so started using Fantastical. I think it's like 40 bucks a year. And honestly, it's really, really great. And, and, and it's a great example of I, I really do believe there are times where it's worth paying for a product 
by a company where that's all they do is this one simple thing, right? Because if all Apple did was calendars, it would be the most fantastic, unbelievable calendar you've ever seen. But Apple doesn't really care about calendars. They care about way more stuff than that, right? And so um, it's been it's been a really good experience. So if you're looking, looking for a good calendar app for your iPhone or for your Mac, Fantastical is a good way to go. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Oh, also, I will say, too, it also <laughs> incorporates the weather in every day. So I can tell you what the weather looks like, which I never pay much attention to because my office is in the basement with no windows and I'm a bit of a hermit in that way. <laughs> and, and so that's kind of fun. So at least now I know what the outside might be like and I can I can imagine it. And the other thing is, um, so, you, you know, know, the weather is like that you cannot that I'm not experiencing because yes, you're yes. in a dark hole. That, okay, exactly. Yeah. And okay, then the, the, other the, the other thing is, uh, you know, like the iPhone will have like reminders. You'll say like, oh, remind me of this at whatever time or remind me of this tomorrow. Or remind me of this when I get home. And it incorporates those into your calendar as well, which I actually find surprisingly helpful. So, um, yeah, so it's been pretty oh. great. Yeah. So normally when you tell the iPhone to do that, you don't have a record of it anywhere? It, it, yeah, well, it, it has a record in like this little app and it has oh. a record and, it'll, and it will remind you at that time. But I don't really use that app. I use yeah. something else. But this actually shows up on my calendar. And so like I had like a, like I, I wanted to remind my, I thought yesterday evening, I was like, oh, I need to remember to reach out to this guy about breakfast. And I, I knew I'd forget and I didn't want to add it to a to-do list because I knew I'm not going to look at that or bother. So I was like, hey, remind me tomorrow at 10 a.m. To, to ask about this. And sure enough, yeah. now it's on my calendar at 10 a.m. To, to do it. And I just check it off and I'm good to go. Or I, and I now remembered and now we have breakfast booked. So that's pretty There good. you go. I, I was yeah. just going to ask, did you do it? That, that I did. was the key part of that. You I did absolutely it. did. Yeah. So winning. I'm winning. It's winning. All I do is win, win, win. That's all I'm saying. All I do is win, 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 win. <laughs> all right, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you so they'll also be winning? They can win by following me on Twitter at, at Sanjay. That's S-A-N-J-A-Y or at SanjayPark.com. What about you, Adam? How do they win with you? Oh, man. They win with me by following me at, at AJ Walker on Twitter or go to my website at AdamJWalker.com or sign up for Together Letters at TogetherLetters.com or better yet, better yet, if you're still listening, you're a mega listener at that. Like, let's just mega. be real. If you're mega. listening right now, you're like the best of the best of the best. So do us a favor and post on social about Together Letters, recommending it to a friend. We would love to get more users. So post about it on social and tell somebody. That's all I got to say. There you go. Do it. Do it for the peeps. Do, do, do.